Happy fraternal greetings and good wishes to all the brothers and the sisters. In Kali Yuga, Lord Dattatraya has taken to incarnation as an avatar. He was born during the 14th century. In a place nearer to Rajamundri, Andhra Pradesh, which is called Sri Pitika Pura. Pitika Pura means Pura means the the village, the town, or the habitat. Sri Pitika means the the seat of learning relating to the mother. Sri is the name of the mother, which means mother of wisdom, mother of splendor and wealth, and mother of power, Sri. There is a seat relating to the mother in this place called Pitika Pura. Since the mother is, in its threefold aspect, is known as Sri, it is called Sri Pitika Pura. Sri Pitika Pura. Even today there is a very vibrant temple of the mother along with Lord Shiva. And it is a very renowned place in India and also in Andhra Pradesh. Lord Dattatraya took birth in that village in the year 1320. 1320. And it is him whom we call Sri Pada and Sri Vallabha. Sri Pada, Sri Vallabha. He is called Sri Pada because he carried the most sublime symbols of a conch and the wheel under his feet. Normally, when a child is born, the novers see the palms and also underneath the feet for any symbols. And in the case of this child, there were on the right, under the right foot, there is a symbol of wheel with the lines forming, the symbol of a wheel 
and in the other feet the symbol of a conch which is indicative of the the divine presence in that form having observed that he is named as sri pada sri pada he was born in a brahmin family concerning the lines in the feet he is named as sri pada meaning the most auspicious feet pada means the feet so those feet were considered very sacred because normally such symbols are not found except in the case of most high beings and sri vallabha is a, an addendum an added name later because when he was of 16 years of age the parents asked him if he would get married then he said the the divine nature is already my partner the divine nature is already my partner i need no other partner that he declared in his 16th year when he was advised to marry he said there is no need for marriage for me since the divine nature is my partner and uh, that divine nature he is the triple nature as i explained to you in him there is his nature is full of wisdom full of celestial powers and his life was one of sacrifice for the benefit of the humanity at large therefore he smilingly said that i am already the the man to the lady sri i am the man relating to the lady sri that's why it is called sri vallabha meaning husband of sri as the male dimension of sri that's how this name has come sri pada because of the most auspicious signs under the two feet sri vallabha since he happens to be the male counterpart of the triple nature namely the will the love knowledge and the intelligent activity so that's how the name came to be as sri pada sri vallabha and he took birth in a in the in a very auspicious place called sri pithika pura it is called sri pithika pura because already there is a seat of the mother over there from most ancient times 
his birth was also indicated by him before he took birth the mother of sri pada sri vallabha her name is sumati sumati means a good mind a good mind mati means the mind so mati means good mind she is a good natured lady simple austere in her daily routine ever ever relating to the divine her husband what is his name ludger he is a great devotee of dattatreya appala raju is his name appala raju hmm what do you say sharma yes appala raju sharma his family name is gandikota gandikota it's not very sad necessary that you register all these names but register the essence hmm. he is a very great devotee of dattatreya very great devotee he has a family lineage where he had in his house a form of dattatreya which is called kalagni shamana datta meaning it is a kala means time agni means fire shamana means the one that neutralizes the fiery dimension of time time has its furious nature also from time to time we see the fury of time through the wars through the explosions through earthquakes through floods and there so much mass killing that happens through through time that is what is called the fire of time kalagni kalagni so he was worshiping dattatreya whose essential energy was the neutralizer of the fury of time that is the name the neutralizer of the fury of time that's how he is called kalagni shamana dattatreya it's a very new to you all i understand even in even in the books they don't give the very essence of the meaning name that is given for example our brothers ludger and robert badia and maybe sabina margraf they have all gone through this book variety of time number of times and also doris and they are informed of the names but the significance behind the names the books don't tell you it requires Uh, the etymological key and certain other understandings so this kalagri shamana dattatreya is a 
ఈజ్ ఎ వండర్ఫుల్ సౌండ్ టు లిజన్ కాలాగ్ని మీన్స్ ది ఫ్యూరీ ఆఫ్ టైం శమనా మీన్స్ ది వన్ దట్ ప్యాసిఫైస్ ప్యాసిఫైస్ సో దిస్ దత్తాత్రేయ హ్యాస్ దట్ స్పెషాలిటీ సీ ఈచ్ వన్ కెన్ లుక్ టు ఏ డైమెన్షన్ ఆఫ్ డివినిటీ as you like to a particular dimension of divinity that dimension is realized for you because the the divine has innumerable dimensions you look to divinity as splendor and relate to the splendor of the divinity then you develop a a transmitting line by which you receive splendor you look to power and relate to divinity and you develop a transmitting line that enables you to receive the energies that would eventually make you powerful if you look to knowledge the knowledge comes to you it all depends how you look to the divine if you offer yourself to the divine it's another dimension seeking from divine is one aspect offering yourself to the divine is another aspect discipleship is offering oneself to the divine it is not seeking any from the divine because we don't know really what we want many time we ask for things which would be later a problem to us isn't it many times we fall in love with each other a boy falls in love with a girl a girl falls in love with a boy or oh, they like each other so much happy <laughs> <laughs> a point eh? after the marriage in a matter of a couple of years they feel that they haven't really chosen the right thing it's a common story isn't it that what what you think is the best is not always the best therefore leave it to the divine he knows what is best for us that is god offering yourself to the divine i accept whomsoever you it's a law of acceptance many times we choose and we we land in a soup that which we strongly choose lances in a very deep soup so from the most initial times the humanity has two types of worshipers those who specifically seek things from divine they are called seekers but the yoga says don't be a seeker don't be a beggar is a seeking offer yourself to the divine all religions teaches how to seek from god right from daily bread everything is our daily bread we seek good 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 education we seek good vocation we seek good house we seek good spouse we seek good children we seek a life of harmony we seek all the seeking is never ending in spite of all the seeking the contrary happens with us 
isn't it? What we thought, we don't get it really. The best way is the other, the second category of worship. Through worship, you offer yourself to the divine, and the divine knows what is best for you. What is best for you? So then, this father of Sri Appara Raja, he knew this, he, he adopted to the second path. He adopted to the second path, namely, I offer myself to the Lord. I offer myself to the Lord and I do my duty in the village. He was a, a priest actually, meaning he goes house to house conducts rituals for the families and whatever he, they give, he, he, he accepts, he does not demand anything from anyone. If someone doesn't give, he, he cares not. If someone exploits him, he cares not because he sees, he saw the divine at play, the divine knows what I need. That was his style of functioning. Because he had the presence of Kalagni Shamana Dattatreya. It's a dimension. Meaning the fury of time is neutralized by the by the worship, by the deity that he worships. The very deity whom he worships is called Kalagni Shamana Datta. Meaning, he puts off the fury of time when you worship. That's enough for him, he thought. What should I get? The Lord would decide. But as far as I am concerned, let not the fury of time fall upon me. Let it not approach me. Let it be neutralized by the Lord. I keep worshipping him and keep doing my own duty. This day, Actually, when we start speaking, many things come out, but in the book they don't, we don't contain all that. So, therefore, he was a deep worshipper, very deep worshipper, offering himself to the Lord. And the lady is a very simple, pure, duty-minded lady, good-minded, never entertained any opinions about any person. He comes from a rich family, but he walked into a family where her husband is very humble. He has, his life is humble, the surroundings are humble, the place where he lives is humble. Into that house this lady is given by her father. The father saw in him, in this Appala Raja, Sarma. The lady's father saw a great yogi. See, no us, they go by, go by the, the vibration of the energies that the other carries, they don't go by the objective wealth, objective status, objective accomplishments. Because what is apparent need not necessarily be real. Many times it is not. 
therefore her father sumudhi's father though he is very well to do person he is also a yogi but in splendor he gave his daughter to someone who is so humble from a rich family into a very humble environment the lady comes but she she is not worried because she sees in her husband the kind of righteousness which you do not generally see that's more important a righteous person everything he thinks he speaks and he acts upon he is in tune with the natural law no doubt the surroundings are very humble but it doesn't matter so they were living together touch wood when they conceived first they had a blind son they had a blind son they accepted and continued to live together then they had a lame son second one a blind one and a lame one can we say that the lord whom they worship is very very favorable to them <laughs> is not the fury of time function on them that we have one son who is blind there is another son who is lame they had no complaint the people surrounding them maybe were feeling oh what an unfortunate situation but never this couple that's the beauty of this couple the couple believed in doing what they need to do they did not believe in what is given to their lot to serve we get according to our karma what we should get so they accepted it without any complaint without getting into any depression without abandoning all the righteous acts that they do in spite of such a calamity that happened to them that in their house they have two children two sons one is blind another is lame nevertheless he does his daily worship and he conducts his duty in the society and the lady thoroughly cooperates with him sumati and takes care of the two children who are really dependents really dependents and also takes care of the relatives and friends that come home in india a guest is seen as the the divine coming in the form of guest coming home we have three types of divinities that are entertained in the, in the in the tradition though not now as modern india we have men with modern mind but the ancient india whose influence was there until there is an invasion from other lands 
there are three divinities frequently encountered one is the mother is seen as the divine matrudevo bhava in my mother i see the divine mother and respect her pitrudevo bhava in my father i see the the lord absolute and i serve him i respect him likewise the mother the, fa- the father are daily looked at as representations of the lord and the mother <coughs> and then the teacher is also seen as another personification of divinity matrudevo bhava meaning mother as divinity pitrudevo bhava father as divinity acharya devo bhava teacher as divinity <coughs> and then lastly atidhi devo bhava atidhi means the the guest that visits you without a prior notice someone may come to your house without because in those days there were no telephones to telephone to you there were no telegrams to send a telegram that i am coming that i come by such and such a flight land in such and such an airport please pick me up i plan to stay 3 4 days in your house no such prior information isn't it so if someone comes if all sudden from a distant place some relative or some friend suddenly lands in your house because he has some work to do in that village those were the times where there were no hotels and the ancient india did not believe in hotels ancient india did not believe in selling education in selling practices of healing and in selling food there was no sale of food food was never sold because it, it is considered to be a very low act to to sell food that's why there were no hotels if people come from one to other places they either stay in the houses of those whom they know if there is no one in that village where you go or a town where you go then there are chawl trees chawl trees you go to the chawl tree and then the locals used to invite them for food that's how it was so the lady was taking care of the family and was also taking care of the unexpected visitors that keep coming from other places and they were living a very righteous life one day there was a ceremony relating to pitris in their house there was a ceremony relating to the pitris in their house when pitris are worshiped they are worshiped during that time which is afternoon the worship of pitris is always for 3 hour 3 hours commencing from noon to assuming that noon is at 12 o'clock 
the worship would be from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock. That's the time for worship. Pitris are every day. The visit of Pitris is during those times. So when rituals are to be done to Pitris, the progenitors, the ones who are responsible for continuation of lineage of a family on the planet, and also the ones who are responsible in granting us healthy bodies with all limbs well-formed, healthy bodies with all limbs well-formed. For that reason, Pitris are worshipped in the name of one's own forefathers. In the name of one's own forefathers, mothers, worship is done to Pitris annually, and there was that was the, there was a day on which the Pitris were being worshipped at the house of Apala Raja Sarma and Sumati, where around the afternoon time the ritual is to be done. Very elaborate preparation of food would be made to offer to Pitris. Normally, four vegetables are prepared, four different vegetable dishes are prepared, four different chutneys are prepared, and some cereal, some pulses are prepared as a paste, and rice is prepared, and some sweet is prepared. In all around uh, sixteen items are prepared as an offering at the time of ritual, which is uh, served later to the Brahmins who conduct the ritual, to the cow, it is, it is offered to the cow, it is offered to the Brahmins, it is also offered to a crow because the crow is seen as a messenger of Pitris moving around us. The black bird that, that we encounter from time to time, it is seen as messenger of the Pitris according to scriptures. There is a story about it. That through the crow, the Pitris blesses by accepting the food that we offer. So there is a fourfold offering in this ritual done for the Pitris. One is to the fire. Second is to the priests who conduct the ritual. Third is to the cow. And fourthly to the crow. When this ritual is carried out, that day there are no prayers offered to devas. Pitris are the foremost to be worshipped. So therefore, during the morning hours, no other worship is done. No other worship is done. The first worship shall have to be to the Pitris. And the time to worship Pitris being the afternoon time, they stay fasting until the afternoon and do this ritual and then offer first food to the priests to the fire, then to the priests, and then to the cow, and then to the crow. Only after that any other person can be given food. 
only after that any other person can be given food and the householders also would eat only after that even the children at home are not also allowed to eat only in the afternoon after the ritual is done the food is taken these are the regulations of that ritual so when this ritual was on even before the ritual is complete even before the brahmins have taken food even before food is offered to the fire a a beggar comes to the house and calls forth saying amma like that amma means the mother <coughs> there is a call from a beggar from outside so the lady she went out to see who called she saw a beggar standing there as she saw she saw a great light transmitting from him to her beams of light like waves they have been coming from him towards her and then the beggar asked would you mind giving some food to me would you mind giving some food to me i am hungry she is in a predicament because the ritual is such that no one should be given food from the house until all this uh, procedure is complete but having looked at the person who came she felt that it is worthwhile giving food to this person if necessary she will explain herself later to the people at home to the priest at home let me offer food, food to this man who has come with a hungry stomach so she instantly took to such a decision instantly took to such a decision and she went inside there are already preparations made some of those preparations she came and offered gladly to the person who came to his to her doorstep the person was very happy with the lady and said what is it that you would like to have do you have any wish do you have any wish i am willing to fulfill your wish he said then the in a very unconscious manner meaning it was not thought before in a very unconscious state the lady said i would feel extremely blessed if i have a son like you with the kind of the light that you hold in you i would be i feel i would feel extremely blessed if i could beget a child of your stature of your light of your radiance of your magnificence and of your magnetic aura that is a great blessing she said 
then the person who came he said may that be so may that be so i shall myself i will myself be born to you i will myself be born to you and on such and such a date you deliver a boy who is no other than me he gave the date of delivery also he said the lady was was happy the person disappeared after she went in then she came back to normal senses then she thought what is it that she has done how could she do such a thing which is contrary to the tradition to the orthodoxy of the religion sir contrary so he she first went to her husband yes if at all she is accountable to any it is to the husband it is for the husband to explain himself to the priests and others her duty she felt that if she informs her husband and seeks his pardon that would be done the job is done so she called her husband aside and spoke to her this is what has happened and it all happened without much thought but this is the blessing we received it's a great blessing because we have a blind son a lame son to compensate it i received a blessing to have a son of great light and great stature so the father the husband is also equally adaptable person he has adaptability he may be practicing with austere measures worship of the lord and may also be extremely traditional in his outfit but the inner being is so flexible he is not a stickler to the rules he was extremely glad listening to what the lady said he said a good thing has happened a good thing has happened it doesn't matter it doesn't matter i will speak to the priest and i will speak to only to the priest they have to speak because the fire is impersonal the cow is impersonal the crow is impersonal if there could be a problem it is only with the priest because who could also be very orthodox and he himself is a priest he is himself a priest but touchwood when he informed it to the priest the priest also did not feel any perceived beauty neither the lady feel any hesitation nor the man felt any hesitation or the the priest fell very harmonious and the ritual got completed and there after this the birth of this the one who came and visited them was datatreya so datatreya was being worshiped in their house very ardently so he himself decided to be born to them later he revealed gradually and a fruit 
himself in varieties of ways that he is no other than Dattatreya. He lived in that body for 30 years. From 1320 to 1350. Everything he was, he was speaking about what would happen with him. He was initiated into Gayatri in his seventh year. And he learned all that is to be learned as a boy relating to the Vedas and other scriptures that we have. And when he was, and he was conducting acts of a supernatural ability, even as an year old boy, all those details you have in the book. This, this seminar is based upon that book actually. It is that book which the few group members read, instigated them to arrange this seminar on Dattatreya and Sripada Srivallava. He did so many miraculous things in, right from his first year till his sixteenth year. Till his sixteenth year. He changed many outdated traditions. He transformed many in the village. And he showed his omnipresence and omnipotence and omniscience in varieties of ways during his stay in that village called Pithikapura. Later he said, when he was asked to marry, he said that uh, he is not, he has no purpose to marry because the very purpose of marriage is fulfilled in him. That the, the, the female, he is very much part of him and he requires no other female. It's an, it is the state of a, a complete yogi that he doesn't look for the other gender. A female yogi doesn't look for a male. Likewise, a male yogi doesn't look for a female because in them, the male and female are balanced. There is no instinct to look for the other gender. No instinct. As long as we look to the other gender, it means there is something deficient in us. A female looks to a male because the male part is deficient in them and they would like to fulfill through association. Likewise, a male also fulfills himself by relating to a female insofar as the female is deficient in him. Men looking towards woman is due to deficiency of female in them. Men looking to woman is due to the deficiency that the males have in them in relation to the female energy and vice versa. Females looking for males, males looking for females. Normally we look for things which we don't have. Normally we look for things that we don't have. If we have it, we do not even remember that we have it. <laughs> if I don't have an iPhone, the human psyche is to look for an iPhone. Once you have an iPhone, it's over. It looks for something else, but no more for the iPhone. 
లైక్ వైజ్ ఏ మ్యాన్ లుక్స్ ఫర్ ఏ లేడీ వన్స్ ఏ లేడీ ఈజ్ ఇన్ లైఫ్ హీ నో మోర్ లుక్స్ హీ షుడ్ నో మోర్ లుక్ అరౌండ్ సపోజ్ టు లైక్ వైజ్ ది ఫీమేల్ ఇఫ్ ఏ మ్యాన్ లుక్స్ అరౌండ్ ఇన్ స్పైట్ ఆఫ్ అన్ అసోసియేషన్ విత్ ఏ ఫీమేల్ ఇట్ మీన్స్ సంథింగ్ ఈ సిక్కి ఇట్ ఈస్ ఆల్రెడీ ఫీమేల్ విత్ యూ వై షుడ్ యూ లుక్ ఫర్ అనదర్ ఫీమేల్ that sickness is very heavy among the men isn't it which we see you should understand that it is a sickness while you already have when i have an iphone with me why should i look for some other iphone already you have one isn't it why looking for other females when you have when you have a female with you that means there is something seriously sick with you mostly it is men who do that more than the ladies seldom ladies also get into this while they have a man they look for another man why do they look for they are deficient they haven't fulfilled with what is already with them so this situation does not arise with men in whom male and female are balanced when male and female are balanced in you a female or a male can be around you with utmost friendliness because you do not act in any manner and any manner other than being friendly that's just friendliness no other thoughts arise so when sripada was asked to marry in his since the issue came i thought i would reiterate some of those teachings which we keep doing from time to time because ultimately man has to balance in him man and woman have to balance in them their male and female energies only then harmony prevails and divine manifests not until then not until then as long as you are in imbalanced energy there cannot be any divine patterns manifesting in you manifesting so sri pada told his mother and father that i have come with a purpose i fulfill some purposes in the village and in the surroundings but i have greater purposes to fulfill so therefore i seek your permission to leave the house he wanted to leave the house the parents said you are the only one able son we have you are the only one able son we have and the lineage of the family can only continue through you why because your elder brothers one is blind another is lame so they don't stand any chance of being offered a girl <coughs> who would offer a girl to a blind man who would offer a girl to a lame person so we don't see continuity of our lineage through them and you are the only one whom we have you say you don't marry and you also say that you leave the house then he brings his two brothers back to normalcy just by his will he brings eyes to his brother one other brother he makes the lame brother very able and strong and vitally strong 
just by looks at them. The beauty of Sri Pada is he always narrated to all those around him their past lives. Why they are like this? What did they do in their past life? That's the beauty. It's a beauty in this, in the life of Sri Pada. That he always narrated the reason for a person being what it is now. Why does he have these deficiencies? Why does he have these efficiencies? What did he do in the past? And he could also suggest rectifications in the current life so that normalcy prevails with them. Like that he was informing like a, even as a kid. As a kid. He could see past lives of those who are around him. He could see some humans in the form of a bull or some form of a cow, that they were humans before, but due to certain things that they did, they took to these forms and he used to release them from those situations. He is very, very fictional. If you go through the story of Sripada, there is a lot of fiction in it. It means you are engaged. He was so fully engaged and absorbed with the, by the episodes that happened around him and the kind of explanations that he gave. So therefore he seeks permission after setting his two brothers right. Now that we have two sons who are able, they are fit for marriage. They are fit for marriage. They are otherwise fit in their mental, intellectual capacities. So you may now leave me, because anyone who takes to sannyasa, meaning mendicancy, or disassociating with worldly affairs, shall, shall have to take permission from the parents. If they don't permit, they cannot. So having fulfilled the wishes of the parents by bringing the two brothers into right order, Sri Pada was given permission to move away from the house according to his program. So thereafter he becomes a, a wandering mendicant. A wandering mendicant. You see in his hand there is a ball. It is one of the symbols of Dattatraya and also Lord Shiva. They hold a ball. They go to five houses. Whatever comes into the ball by their visit to five houses, that's the food they accept and they eat only once. Not twice a day, but once a day. You go to five houses. Whatever gets into that bowl, they see it and they take it. If something doesn't fall into the bowl, one day, they accept it. They accept it that it is a day the Divine doesn't want me to eat, so I don't. I continue my contemplation with the Divinity. This is the kind of approach. So he started wandering and he went to places. Places which would be of future consequence to his work. He visited many places like Sri Salem, which is known to some of our group members. 
Mostly his travel has been from southeast. Andhra Pradesh is southeast in India. He moved in a northwesterly direction. Northwesterly direction. Passing through Karnataka, the state of Mysore or Bangalore, and to Maharashtra. Before he did it, he went to Sri Salem. He went to Varanasi. And he went to another pilgrim center on the west coast, which is called Gokarnam. He visited these places and settled at a place which is a border between Andhra Pradesh and Maharashtra. It is called Kuruvapuram. Kuruvapuram. That's where he settled. And being there, he went on transmitting the vibrations into the surroundings that many came to see him from the north, from the west, from the east, from the south. And they were all entered and enlightened. And he himself declared that in his 30th year he would disappear into a banana garden, a banana top. He disappeared into a banana top in Sri Salem. That is what is called Kadalivana. Kadalivana means a, a garden of banana trees. Banana trees. Into that he, he, he gets in. Later people look for him and they don't find him. No, he comes back again from the same place and again goes back into the same place. So he comes back again as a mendicant. This is another beauty with the Datta Sampradaya, Datta tradition. They let you know when they would come back and how they come back. They let you know how they come back. And when they start doing things, you would know it is the previous one who has come. Like, like you find in Buddhistic tradition. The Lama to be would be known to the priest and they search for him, find him and again bring him back and seat him in a place from where he starts teaching. This is a, a practice which is very popular with the Datta Sampradaya, meaning Datta's tradition. So he came back again, Narasimha Saraswati, and he gave lot of teachings, lot of enlightenment. He could transform many people in many ways. Then again he went back into the same Kadalivana in Sri Salem. The Sri Salem is his pet place, which is also in Andhra Pradesh. It is, it's a place where there is the, one of the twelve Jyotirlingas, most sacred uh, seats for Lord Shiva. And also Sri Salem is also a place where there is the seat of the mother. That's the only um, pilgrim center where you have the seat of the mother, which is of very high, high order, and the seat of the Lord, which is also of very high order. 
ఏ జ్యోతిర్లింగ అండ్ ఏ శక్తి పీఠ దర్శవటిస్తాయి అండ్ అగైన్ కేమ్ అవుట్ ఆఫ్ ఇట్ యాజ్ స్వామి సమర్థ దర్శవౌట్ హూ ఇస్ నోన్ యాజ్ అక్కల్ కోట్ మహారాజ్ ది స్టోరీస్ యూ కెన్ రీడ్ దర్ లైఫ్స్ ఆర్ ఫుల్ ఆఫ్ మెరకల్స్ అండ్ దర్ టీచింగ్స్ ఆర్ సో సింపుల్ there is not there is no such thing as a voluminous teaching see for 30 years how many how much teaching has been happening from the standpoint of dattatreya it looks a childish activity from the standpoint of dattatreya so many sessions of teaching is seen as a childish activity that's all he laughs at it he smiles at it so when you look to him <laughs> he will nil you down you feel that you are just doing some kind of child's play he say his teachings are so simple he only tells like master cv we did it's the same energy with master cv because he also come the energy that master cv transmitted is also the energy coming through sirius and through the southern ashram of the planet which is called the jupiter ashram master jupiter master cv also made things very simple the simplest of the teachings you get from dattatreya he gives very simple teach he only says as much as possible keep seeing the one in every form as much as possible you keep seeing the one in every form whatever is the form it can be anything that is one of the fundamental teachings of advaita our vishistha advaita all is divine is what we say we only say that sir <coughs> we don't see the divine in all we don't perceive the divine in all we don't listen the divine when people speak he says nevertheless you try this just to see the one in everything this is the fundamental tenet of shrimad bhagavata the scripture of synthesis just to see the one in all don't see the male don't see the female to start with they are all envelopes around the one <coughs> envelopes the personality is an envelope the gender is an envelope the nationality is an envelope so there are so many envelopes around the soul each soul is eight times enveloped or encircled so to see the soul which exists beyond the veils should be the hypothesis so to solve a problem to solve a problem in mathematics we take to a hypothesis and then work it out to find the truth of it isn't it 
the teachers who teach geometry or trigonometry or algebra they know what hypothesis is so the hypothesis is try to see the one in all try to listen to the one in all try to serve the one in every form beat a tree beat a dog beat a man in anything three things are intended to be done one is if you can try to see me in all if you can try to listen me through all if you can try to serve me through the forms that are surrounding this is one basic tenet of the teachings of dattatreya if you start doing this you tend closer to me you tend closer to me. as you keep looking for me i also start looking for you that's what we have a statement coming from a master if you look to me i look to you if you look to me i look to you if you don't look to me when you look to each other we should see that we are seeing the one in the in both of us it's not that i am seeing a b c d x y z no the moment i look to the eyes what am i looking to the light in the other being which is divine when the light in me be the light before me we say that but when it comes to practice we don't so dattatreya says this look to me see me listen to me and if possible serve me that's it this is one fundamental dimension the second dimension is as much as possible as much as possible serve food to the beings it is a specialty of dattatreya serve food to those who need you may cook and serve or you may buy and serve but look out where food is needed and keep on giving food create as many occasions as you can create as many occasions as you can and serve food serve food because it immediately satiates the other being there is only one thing which with which we can make the other person say it's enough there is only one thing with which you can say the other person it's enough and that is food you give a chocolate he takes one half again he takes one half again he says it's enough somewhere he has to say it's enough isn't it likewise when you offer lunch dinner or breakfast or a cup of coffee you offer 
once you give once you give the person takes it then again you offer he may take it then again you offer he may take it but sometime he has to see it's enough because there is a limit here there is a limit here so that's why the way beings can be satiated the best way is if you offer him a a a, a note of 100 euros he takes it offer another 100 euros he takes it offer another 100 euros he takes it offer another 100 euros he takes it he keeps on taking isn't it he won't say it's enough <laughs> does he say so any number of gifts you give smilingly people take isn't it they never say it's enough the only thing with which you can make the other person say it's enough is food therefore lord dattatreya says feed the beings feed 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 as much as you feed so much you get fulfilled it's a natural law as much as you feed so much you are fulfilled blessed is the house where many come and eat blessed is the house where where many come and eat and such persons enter into a life of splendor a life of fulfillment hindrances get neutralized impediments get neutralized so that's how he second that's why in the story of dattatreya there is always lot of feeding feeding feed the birds feed the animals feed the humans feed the devas like this is kind of feeding 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 is the second step the third step is in your leisure time relate to the mantra dram relate to the mantra dram if you have inclination you can say dram dattatreya namaha ardadram dattamutaya namaha ar the gayatri the simplest form is dram the teachers make things simple they don't complicate things likewise sivi we also simplified everything you start simple with these three principles then slowly from within things unfold from within things unfold vistas of wisdom unfold from within vistas of wisdom that's why i tell many times to our brothers and sisters if you regularly relate to the prayer which we do morning and evening the entire wisdom unfolds from within and it stays with you 
if you gather wisdom from the books, it doesn't stay in your mind because mind has no capacity to hold. The limitless wisdom, it unfolds from within and it fountains out from you to the benefit of others. It's like a spring. It keeps on emerging from invisibility to visibility and keeps on disseminating itself. That's the beauty of the contemplation. The seers in the past, they knew everything through their penance, through their, through their deep contemplations, long hours of contemplation. So what Dattatraya says is, contemplate, keep feeding people, keep attending to your duties, seeing me in the beings, and in your restful hours, relate to me within. Relate to me within. I explained you how to relate to him. The three dimensions as this, the head that stands above the shoulders, the upper torso and the lower torso as the three aspects of Dattatraya. Or Ida, Pengala and Sushumna, the central column, the left and the right column as Dattatraya, see them in a light, in a light form, in the form of light. Or you can see the cerebrospinal column as a, a form of light. <clears throat> and keep saying Dram, 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 not vocally, but mentally. Keep doing it and then tend to be silent within. Whatever knowledge has to come, comes to you. Whatever knowledge is needed to you, it comes to you. Whatever you need to teach others, it comes to you. Whatever advice you need to give to others, you get the hint from within. Everything comes from within because it's a... I explained to you many times. The chakras are basically lotuses and the lotuses have a fountaining effect. They are not whirlpools, they are fountains. So things well up. And there is an endless welling up. Endless. So therefore contemplation. And he doesn't prescribe any time for contemplation. It's all free. There are no regulations about contemplation. This is six o'clock morning, six o'clock evening is not there with us. Six o'clock morning, six o'clock evening is introduced by Master CVV to, to set us to seventh rhythm. Dattatraya says, when you are leisurely, do it. There is no time duration, there is no time fixation. When you are leisurely, you do it. As much as you do, the transformations happen from within. The moment you start intently relating to the sound dram, the eyes close. The eyes close and you don't feel like opening the eyes. And there will be certain movements in the body. Just like in Master Siri Yoga. Mind you, before I came into the yoga of Master Siri, I was already introduced to the yoga 
ది టచ్ ఆఫ్ దత్తాత్రేయ త్రీ అన్ ఇనిషియేట్ కమింగ్ ఫ్రమ్ మహారాష్ట్ర ఐ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ ఇట్ అండ్ ఐ సీ ది సేమ్ ఎక్స్పీరియన్స్ విత్ మాస్టర్ సిరి ది ఐస్ క్లోజ్ అండ్ యూ డూ నాట్ ఓపెన్ యువర్ ఐస్ ఇన్ ఫ్యాక్ట్ ఇన్ ది పాత్ ఆఫ్ దత్తాత్రేయ దే టెల్ యూ టు స్లీప్ టు లే డౌన్ హర్జ్ అంటారు అండ్ కీప్ thinking about dattatreya with the sound gram when the action begins you yourself will sit down and there would be sometimes some external movements thereafter the external movements cease internal movements start causing the necessary transmutations and transformation that's how it happens so the the path is that you do it during your leisure if you say you don't have leisure it means you have enough karma that doesn't permit you to do it <laughs> he doesn't compel but it means that, that you are not ripe to get into it if you are ripe you have the inclination to do it when you don't have the required ripening you don't feel like doing it see fine it's okay it's all voluntary isn't it did any one of you compel you to get into these practices no it is inner compulsion that makes you for so many years you have been attending to these sessions did anyone compel you or did anyone made a special request to you please come please attend <laughs> please participate no it's all voluntary but why do you come so many times so very regularly it is inner compulsion not out from within so dattatreya doesn't fix time for your prayers he doesn't give any rituals no rituals the only ritual he suggests is serve food <laughs> serve food see me listen to me if possible serve me in this around in your leisure which 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 decides your degree of karma you may relate to me you may relate to me. twice daily thrice daily all these are no regulations no regulation that you should take bath no regulation that you should change dress every every time no regulation about food no regulation about drink he is so confident that once you are with it you start getting instructions from within and you would self regularize yourself he doesn't give any outer regulations it's from within the regulation comes the beauty of the tatra he lets you he lets you so completely free but when you regularly relate to him the regulation starts happening from within and you, you would you would yourself impose regulations upon you no outer impositions the inner volition let me be like this let me be like this let me be there was one devotee of lord dattatreya was so deep and he could talk to dattatreya on a one to one basis you know and a one to one basis he could talk 
in his contemplation. On a one-to-one basis, daily he used to talk to Dattatreya. His name is Tembe Swami. And he is also called Vasudevananda Saraswati. It is his disciple who came to our house and initiated us, our family. That Tembe Swami, he had a problem with his body. Daily he has to visit toilet ten times. Ten times. Daily. If not more, minimum ten times. For stools. He has loose motions and they never come to an end. Any medicine doesn't help. Any medicine doesn't help. Ten times a day visiting toilet, can you imagine? <laughs> Yet, Yet so strong in his worship of Dattatri. It's worthwhile reading the book, the life story of the Tembe Swami. He's popularly known as Tembe Swami, but his name is Vasudevananda. He could uh, fly from one town to the other. He could fly. Meaning, he starts in Munich yesterday evening by walk. And he gets out of the, the, the city of Munich. When there is no one around there, he looks around. If there is no one, he takes to a different farm and comes to Belairbach in a matter of a couple of hours. Like that he was visiting place. It all happened in recent centuries. I am not speaking about Dvapara Yuga or Preta Yuga. He was doing like that. He could appear three times in three places simultaneously. Three disciples of him requested him to be at their house for food because that happened to be a very important day. Three of them. Each one came independently to him and said, Master, I would like that you visit our house on such and such a day and grace me by participating in the lunch. He said, yes. Another came and another asked from another place. He said, yes. Yet another person also asked and he said, yes. And he went to their houses concurrently. Concurrently. It all happened in the 18th century, not very far. And they all confirmed that he came to their house on the same time, at the same time, in three places. Such a person had a bodily problem. Imagine. Could such persons have such problems? Yes. Can have. Many of the yogis, they have many, very fragile bodies. You know why they, their bodies cannot stand their light. That's why they give so many troubles. The light that they carry with them, the body is not able to carry it, so they have problems. For example, Vivekananda, the great messenger from the East to the West, especially to America, he lived only thirty years, thirty-nine years, if I remember well. And his body was full of problems. This Tembe Swami also had every time, every two, 
Wakeful hours are hardly, say, uh, 14 hours, 15 hours, or say 18 hours. 10 times means within 2 hours he has to visit toilet every day. No medicine cures him. And he is so orthodox. Each time he goes through toilet, he will go and take bath. That is his discipline. From the childhood, he was told by his parents, if you visit to if you visit toilet, you must take bath. That system is there even today in India, in houses. If they visit toilet, they have to take bath, they have to change dress. So ten times you take, you visit toilet, ten times you take bath, ten times you change your dress. So once Dattatreya told him, get rid of this bath business. Get rid of this bath business. Why do you bath? Are you crazy? Why ten times taking bath? Why ten times take changing dress? Why are you stuck with it? He said. Then this Tembe Swami said, instead of asking me to stop bathing, stop changing clothes, why don't you stop, why don't you stop this tirating business to me? He said. <laughs> if, if you will, if you will, this this nuisance of toilet would be not be there for me. You don't do that. On the contrary, you give me suggestions not to take bath, not to change dress. Then Dattatreya says, you are going to toilets is unchangeable. He said, <laughs> is unchangeable. You have to bear it. It's your karma. My because in the previous lives, you cause a lot of problem to your stomach through austere measures. So this life, you are paying back. So I don't change your health condition. You better be with it. But put off other things which you have further imposed upon you. There is already a karma and you are imposing some more karma with your own <coughs> blocks in the mind. Why all that? He says, I cannot think of you without taking bath. I cannot contemplate upon you without taking bath. I have to be pure. Dattatriya told him, no one can ever set to be pure as long as he is in the body. No one can ever set to be pure as long as he is in the body because there is always a minimum level of urine and a minimum level of stool in the body. A minimum level, it is always maintained. So how can you say you are pure? Don't speak to me about purity. <laughs> Spirit of the body is, you are pure enough in your practices and you are able to relate to me. Get rid of some of these things. I don't like any kind of traditional practices that cause pain, that cause hindrance. They are all self-imposed or imposed by religions. I don't believe in religions. 
The beauty of Dattatreya is he doesn't believe in religions. In fact, divinity doesn't believe in religions. Religions are man-made. Divinity is interested in the divine law and the truth. Isn't it? As long as you don't hurt others, you are acceptable to the divinity. Ahimsa. He keep on hurting people and have very austere practices. What does it mean? It's a self-deceitful state. So coming back to the point, Dattatraya's path has no regulations. You can sleep and do meditation. If you want, you can take bath. If you don't want, you don't have to take bath. There is no such thing as I have to take bath. If you feel hungry, eat. If you don't feel hungry, don't eat. Go by the body language. He said such a freedom. Just do what from within you are told to do. When it comes from the conscience in you, follow it. Don't follow because somebody else did it. Don't be a happy copycat. Don't be a copycat. Do what you think is right as it emerges from your conscience. Because it, through your conscience you get the right direction because since essentially you are a soul. And by relating to me, I awaken your conscience more and more. That's why in the path of Dattatreya, there are many cobblers who have been great seers. There are many butchers who are great seers. There are many dobis who are great seers. Dobis means washermen. Dobis, cobblers, carpenters, butchers. Anyone can be. And you don't put up a an outer show. You just live a, a very humble way. People cannot notice you that you are a devotee of Dattatre. Devotee of Dattatre. Some of the Spanish members who are here may have been there when I was doing Mekal in Alelia. One such devotee visited me in Alelia, Spain. A man came one day after a class like this. Before the class he came and he said, I need to meet you. He looked so humble. He carried a bag, a very old bag with him. And his dress is so humble to be even shabby. He said, I need to talk to you. I said, now that there is a class, after the class I will talk to you. I told him. He said, very well, I wait. So he waited in the room where I live. So as soon as the class is over, I saw him there and I invited him into the room and said, what is it that I can do for you. His name is Gheme. Gheme. He said that his name is Gheme. I said nothing. Kindly give your shoes. I have come to polish them. He said, 
kindly give your shoes i have come to polish them i was firstly stunned it's not a normal event you know so i became very alert because when an unusual visit happens you have to be very alert so i looked at him and he repeated i am instructed to polish your shoes that's the next sentence i am instructed to polish your shoes i didn't ask him who instructed and all that because i understood he is under he is in an inspiration and he is guided i said i would give my shoe to be polished by you provided you give your shoe for me to polish i badly need to polish your shoe i badly need to polish your shoe as you polish my shoe let us do it concurrently i said he said i have no such instructions i have no such instructions he said and i said in that case i cannot give my shoes to you then suddenly from his eyes tears started rolling down the way the tears came through his eyes i felt wow i should not say no to this man so i had to offer my shoe to him he polished them so well and kept it there and said may i go he asked i told him would you kindly have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea he says no no i have no instructions <laughs> when he left the room there was a fragrance in the room such is the beauty i just get it 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 got recollected to me it's, it's about 1991 during those times i gave me call in that place alleluia like that this dattatreya followers would be they are very you cannot cognize them so very easily they are so humble and this they live such in a such an incognito manner incognito recently recently means say 15 years ago there was a school opened by a guru near visakhapatnam 50 kilos kilometers from visakhapatnam it is called bodhi valasa i took some of our group members there <clears throat> it's a school of it's a new model school where many good things were taught now it's closed at that time when the school was opened there were about 200 children in the school it was a residential school residential school and hence they needed uh, some cows in the, to feed the children with the morning milk evening milk etc so they arranged a certain buffaloes 
ఆంధ్రప్రదేశ్ ఇస్ నోన్ మోర్ ఫర్ బఫలోస్ దెన్ కౌస్ ది బ్లాక్ కౌ సో దే ట్రాన్స్పోర్టెడ్ సర్టన్ బఫలోస్ ఫ్రమ్ అబౌట్ త్రీ హండ్రెడ్ కిలోమీటర్స్ సౌత్ దట్ ఈస్ కాల్డ్ విజయవాడ ఇన్ ఎట్ ట్రక్ టూ త్రీ ట్రక్స్ దే లోడెడ్ సమ్ బఫలోస్ విత్ దేర్ కాఫ్స్ and they were all brought to the school premises when the buffaloes they were all, the, the transportation was done overnight meaning if this evening they get into the truck next day noon time they arrive in the school so when when the buffaloes are being unloaded from the trucks suddenly from within the buffaloes there was a very robust person that came out of the truck a robust person jumped out of the truck it was a great surprise to the school staff they asked him how did you manage to be in the with the buffaloes he traveled amidst buffaloes along with them overnight and he jumped out they were surprised he did not answer them he did not answer them. he straight away went to a small hillock which is nearby and sat there no speech he sat there and he was a uh, hardly dressed just a lion cloth nothing else on the body this is another dimension of dattatreya he is called digambara meaning most of them are nude the devotees they don't feel the body they don't feel the body that's why they don't wear anything they don't dress up that's why this path is considered to be a bit strange and uh, the path includes everything but the methods are very strange to the mind to the mind he sat there and he never comes down for food or anything or he doesn't ask for water nothing he is just over there so after four five days they went up to him offered water he did not take he they offered food he did not take he was just sitting like that from time to time he used to come when the school is in operation get come to the class see the children bless them and go when he leaves there was fragrance in the room so once when they offered food when they wanted to offer food he said yes i take food you may give any food so they wanted to make a, a dining leaf normal in india we eat still on the leaves there are dining leaves upon which we eat so there is a set a dining leaf to serve food he said no dining leaf no dining leaf serve it on the earth serve it on the earth they were surprised it was all very dusty and also sandy he said let doesn't mind server 
the food contains liquid food also, everything served on the earth. They served on the earth because he wanted it that way. He ate in a such a manner, nothing from the earth has gone into his mouth. And there is nothing left on the ground. Nothing left on the ground and nothing at the has gone into his mouth. That was a wonder to the to the school's management. Once a while he used to eat. Once a while. Once a while he used to drink. Most of the time relating to this guy. So slowly people came to know about him. And you know, the people are people. Anything strange, they gather in large numbers. No? So then they made him a swami. <laughs> and they wanted to build a shelter for him on the hill. When they were building the shelter, he saw that they are building something for him. He was staying under a small tree. When the building is complete, one day they said, they told him, please stay in the shelter. The same night he disappeared. <laughs> the same night he disappeared. Just to give some examples of Dhatatraya's energy, I tell you this. Same night. Also with Swami Samardha, Akkal court. I am exceeding my time, but it's for another ten minutes. He, his life is also such a full of wonders. There were things that they do which are beyond our comprehension. Beyond our comprehension. When a person who lives on firewood, he goes to the forest, and before he goes to forest, he meets the Swami, Samartha, and touches his feet and says, and then the Swami, Samartha, asks him, what do you want? He says, ensure that I get good wood in the forest, and that I don't have to break trees, that I have enough wood which I can sell and make my day for today. He said, okay, go ahead. He went into forest. When he was returning, he again came and touched the feet of the Swami. The Swami said, did you get enough gold, enough, enough wood? <clears throat> he said, yes, let me see, he said. So he has kept the bundle of wood over there. He looked at it and then he touched them. They are all transformed into gold. Transformed into gold. So the woodcutter became crazy. If, if so much gold, what will he do with it? What will he do with it? And people suspect him. He said kindly, one, one wood stick is enough. Not so many. Like this. The king of the province came to know of him. So he went with his royal paraphernalia, prostrated before him, Swami Samardha. 
and invited him to stay in his palace. In his palace. Then the Swami Samartha, he laughed and laughed and laughed. Laughed. Just to him, <laughs> palace is nothing. But the king was requesting him to the point of begging him. So he, okay, he said, I come with you. So they carried him in a palanquin to the royal palace. The king has set him in the palace and said, this palace is for you, Swami. And there are assistants outside. They will allow people whom you want, otherwise they don't allow. Kindly be happy. I give you whatever requirements we have. He said so, the king, and walked out of the palace and turned back to see the Swami is already on the couple of the palace, on the dome of the palace. He did not understand how he could go up there. He could not understand. He said, why are you there? Why don't you be in the palace? Then he said, I cannot stay under any dome. I cannot stay under any dome. The only dome I accept is this guy. You see, Jesus saying, the Son of Man has no shelter to lay his head. They don't believe in shelters. They don't believe in shelters. The true shelter is this guy. So like this there are, this Dattatreya, three successive times he appeared in the form of one as Srivallabha, Sripada Srivallabha, another is Narasimha Saraswati, third time as Swami Samardha, and later the energy has transmitted itself into it's like a delta, you know, when the river reaches, before it reaches, reaches the sea, it uh, diverts into many small, 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 small streams. And Maharashtra, the state of Maharashtra, Karnataka, Gujarat, there were so many who received the spell of presence. And the so many Guru Samajra, between 17th, 18th and 19th century. So many gurus. Everyone fears that every guru of theirs is, is Dattatreya. It's like uh, the, this, the, this, the touch made them to give the same touch to those who followed them. So that's how this uh, tradition of Dattatreya is basically very strong in Andhra Pradesh, Karnataka, Maharashtra and Gujarat and slowly over a period of time these incarnations of Dattatreya have become popular in India. Dattatreya is known from the ancient most times. But these avatars that have happened in Kali Yuga, 13th century means, 14th century means itself. Seven centuries, seven centuries before it happened. 
అండ్ ది బ్యూటీ ఆఫ్ ఇస్ దత్తాత్రేయ ఈస్ యాజ్ ఎస్ట్ నో రిలీజియన్ నో క్యాస్ట్ నో నేషనాలిటీ ఇట్స్ ఆల్ ఫర్ ఆల్ హీ బ్లెస్ మెనీ ముస్లిం కింగ్స్ he blessed many muslim kings and he said there would be many muslim followers to him touched there is a story which i came across there is a huge institution in pitikapura in pitikapura there is a huge institution of shia muslims shia the name is umar alisha his name is umar alisha their ancestors they have come along with the ancestors of akbar to india there was a mogal uh, invasion into india in 15th 16th centuries mogal invasion with a, with a very great warrior called babar his grandson is akbar akbar is known all over the first mogal emperor who came to india was babar they were all guided by their royal priests royal priests like the judas jews had prophets that guided the kings these mogals had their royal guides in ancient times every king was guided by a an initiate at the inst- at the instance of their initiate babar came to india he was told by the initiate we need to go to india and i need to move to india from northwest of india where there is this arabic countries i need to move along with you i move so he came the initiate also came along with babar and the, he also had his seat in delhi along with the king babar then two or three four generations four generations they remained there thereafter one among the descendants of this mogal there was a king called aurangzeb he was very hostile to the hindus very hostile it's all recorded so when he was very hostile the initiates who were associated with the king they disagreed with him and when they prayed the divine they prayed the divine you have sent us to india it is by your instruction i came to india now i see the king with whom we associate is not doing the right things and we have no interest in associating with him so please let us know the next direction to us next direction to us then they had the voice to go to pitikapura where they would get the presence of the divine pitikapura pitikapura is a very insignificant place in the objective world of india so they looked for the place and nine generations before 
they came back to pitika pura and there they have settled there they have settled in their in that priesthood the beauty is the eldest son of the next generation automatically gets the wisdom from the preceding one that's a very till there it is not explainable the eldest in the next generation automatically receives all the wisdom of the ancestors into, into them and they start guiding so the first born would be an initiate by birth that's how it is and the beauty is they are particularly drawn to pitika pura because according to the divine that's the place where people have to relate to another beauty relating to this institution of shia muslims is they teach the scripture yoga vasistha yoga vasistha meaning the teaching given by the seer vasistha to rama when lord when rama was in incarnation when the lord was in incarnation as rama there was a teaching given to him by his preceptor which is called yoga vasistha it is the sum and essence of yoga or theosophy call it anything it enables you to relate to divine and experience the divine and live in a lawful manner righteous manner in the world so volume very big volume yoga vasistha very popular in india this is the textbook of that that institution when i happened to meet him he told me that our text your textbook is bhagavad gita my textbook is yoga vasistha i said so these scriptures they are of they are meant for humanity they don't belong to any religion so why i say this is dattatreya as himself said many times that there are many muslims in his in future you find many following me from the other provinces of the globe not only muslims but also every other community because it's a it's a it's a path where where there is no religion no religion except relating to the divine inside serving food outside seeing god in anything and everything that's how it is that's why this path is a very open path a path with almost no regulations there are no regulations about as i said about timely food timely bath timely sleep nothing it it promotes the true spirit of freedom that's how it works and there are many uh, teachers who came out through this path in recent years and among them you find gajanan maharaj vasudevananda saraswati and uh, to some extent shirdi sai baba they are all inspired by this energy it's it's not correct to say that they are all his 
reincarnations. If we know something about Master CVV and relate to his energy and gain something, we cannot say we are all reincarnations of CVV. Isn't it? Can we? Likewise, there is a, a, a hearsay would always be there that he is again an incarnation of Dattatreya. They are not incarnations, they are, they are the persons who received the inspiration and uh, in their own right they developed the needed energies and got realized themselves. Like that there are many, there are many in the path of, in this path where regulations are minimum, the practice is at, the, is at its simplest form and uh, one would eventually transform without being noticed by people. <coughs> there is no noticing. There is no label attached that I am a disciple and I follow this path. My master is this. Nothing. That's how you find the stories relating to Sripada Srivallabha, as are expressed in the book, which is now available in English, and which our brother Ludger and Robert from Spain, they are trying to bring them in German and Spanish versions. So, this is something relating to Sripada Srivallabha. It's all very simple, so simple to be mystical. The mind requires some complications so that it, it, it is engaged in solving certain riddles, you know. When there are no riddles, it's all too straight. We are unable to accept it. But the truth is, you encounter many such who follow this path incognito. No one knows until certain things happen to them, through, through them. Likewise, this path is a simple path formulated for Kali Yuga by Dattatreya through his reincarnation as Sripad Srivalabha and Rishimha Saraswati and Akkal Kot Maharaj. This is in a nutshell what I wish to inform. Any number of miracles and the stories would be very interesting to listen, but there are books you can read them. Thank you so much. See you again in the afternoon. We see each other in 35 minutes to participate in the noon prayer. Thank you one and all. Namaskar.